All right, everyone, welcome back to our latest episode of People Talk. Today, I'm excited to have Cindy Gordon on the show. She is the Chief People Officer over at Policy Genius. Cindy, welcome to the show. Thanks, Ryan. I'm happy to be here. So to get us started, where's home originally and where do you live now? Yeah, I've got a very interesting series of events in my background. So I, if I go way back, I was born in Korea and I was adopted into a transracial adoption family at the age of six months. And I essentially grew up in a small town in Ohio until I graduated college. And then I moved to New York and I've been here ever since. That's awesome. And did you go to, did you go to school in Ohio, New York, where else? I did. So I went to Miami of Ohio and studied psychology for undergrad. Uh, what was your first job right out of college? I, so I, in my 20 years of working, I've had three employers, which is wow. wild. Yep. But my first job and where I spent the first 15, I'd say 15 years of working was at McKinsey. And so my first job there was a benefits analyst. And then you just, you got your teeth sunken into the wonderful world of HR. Couldn't let go. Now you're- I did. I, (laughs) sorry. Oh no. So what was that process like to to go McKinsey where you are today? So I, I originally, when I moved to New York, I wanted to work in philanthropy. And I think my first job offer was- with this grassroots consulting agency and they offered me $15,000 as my annual salary. And I realized quickly that I will volunteer and decided to pursue jobs that could actually help me afford my rent. So I went through a headhunter and that's how I found the opportunity at McKinsey. And my first five years there, I was working across the benefits realm for the rest of the company. And working on mobility and insurance programming and retirement. And I started to interact more with the employees and realized there was a lot more to the mix there. And I saw an opportunity on the recruiting team for the New York office. And one of my colleagues on the benefits team had moved over and um, I asked her a bunch of questions about the, the roles open on the recruiting team and decided to move over there. It was very intrigued to see um, what it would be like to interface with a lot more people and sell them on the company. And I spent, so then I spent five years in recruiting across the number of dimensions, undergrad, postgrad, hiring lawyers, doctors, MBAs. And then I became more interested in what was the journey like after they were hired and another opportunity opened up and professional development development and coaching. And I spent my last five years doing that. And that's where I found my true passion. It's helping employees navigate their way. And it just, I don't think I set out and you might hear this a lot through other HR professionals and it set out to study HR to pursue a career there, but my interest in people has been around since a young age when I was growing up in small town Ohio, figuring out how to integrate. And I started to observe the behaviors of others around me to better understand how I fit in. And thankfully that transitioned into helping others understand that about themselves. And here we are today after um, McKinsey, I then got 
the opportunity to be the head of people at an insure tech startup called Oscar. And I was there for around two years. And I had found out about the opportunity through a McKinsey alum. And then I was there for two years and helped to scale the company from 80 to 550. And then I was in touch with a few other McKinsey alums. And um, that's how I um, became the chief people officer at Policy Genius and got the opportunity to run the people function here, which, and I'm, I'm still at Policy Genius and it's been almost, it's been uh, four years. So I guess I've been, I dated myself. I'm working, I've been working for 21 years <laughs> overall. But I, I think at Policy Genius, it's been very interesting because it's the 20th hire and that's the earliest stage at which I've ever been a part of a company. And it's just very, very valuable to help shape the DNA of the, the company and watch it evolve and see how people grow and the company grows. So that's my long-winded answer on how I um, got into the space. And I just find I'm learning more and more because you're dealing with human beings in the workplace and you can't, you can't predict. <laughs> yeah, you cannot predict everything that will happen. So it keeps me on my toes. It was awesome and crazy all at the same time. And uh, we're filming this on 420, and it's right in the middle of all things COVID. So I'd love to hear a little bit, like, what is Policy Genius, and then how has COVID affected your business? Yeah, so Policy Genius is an individual insure tech startup. So we work with individual insurance lines across a multiple a multitude of verticals. So life insurance has been our biggest generator and our longest standing vertical to date. And we also have property and casualty as one of our other verticals. And that one's a scaling, a rapidly scaling component of our business. We also have disability insurance and pet and health. So we have this online tool that helps individuals shop for insurance and they get a personalized set of quotes after plugging in um, specific details that are nuanced to them. And then we have in-house brokers who help people sign up for policies. We want to help people find the financial protection that they actually need and to feel good about it. It can be really difficult to shop for insurance. Oftentimes people go through referrals and it might not actually be the best coverage um, for them and their needs. And so we're trying to work to educate the consumer on top of helping them find the best coverage. So in light of COVID, it's been interesting because we're in a category that can work when the economy is booming. It can also work when we're in a recession. And what we're seeing now on the life insurance side, of course, is you know everything that's happening in the news and the impact of COVID on, on the world is people making sure that they're they're covered and that they're they're setting their loved ones and families up for success on like the property and casualty side we're seeing a lot of people refinancing homes and auto which makes total sense they want to make sure that they're getting um, bang for their buck in this downturn when business is booming obviously people are still optimizing for finding optimizing for financial protection so thankfully we're in a um, position to be able to help um, people during um, times of hardship and um, duress. So that's what we're doing um, with the consumers. Internally, it's similar to what a lot of companies are, are dealing with. We are impacted in a number of ways, whether that's on the front lines, our employees working with 
all of the clients who are going through a lot that's that's heavy and we want to make sure that we're supporting our employees during um, these times while they're trying to best serve the clients needs on top of their own we've got parents at work we've got who are trying to be teachers and daycare providers we've got folks who are dealing with levels of anxiety and you know mental well-being that you know it's a challenging time and trying to take in and be productive take in everything that's going on in the world and being um, productive at work can be really difficult we have others who are impacted with like they, they actually have been diagnosed with covid and they're working through just trying to stay healthy and get back to good health and well-being then others who have family members who are either sick or have passed from COVID. It's just a number of things or family members who are going through layoffs. So it's, it's, it's a lot happening at once and um, we're trying all that we can to communicate as much as we can to our employees and let them know that we're thinking about them and trying to find ways to support them. And one area of stability for them can be through what we're doing at Policy Genius and making them feel secure in their roles and that they have um, safety there and that they can find support through management and leadership and peers, even though we're all situated virtually. The communication is super important and checking in with people and giving them some clarity on what we're doing as a business to support them in that. So that's um, what we're doing internally. There's always more. So we try to do regular pulse checks with the company just to see where things headed every week has been different with the evolution of people adjusting to working remotely um, but also with the evolution of what's going on economic economically in the in the world so we're starting to see this transition from work productivity and adjusting to the newness because we're largely in an office culture and making that transition was a 180 for us and now that we've gotten settled in it's we're able to now focus on health and well-being and supporting employees And through these sure times of change. In, in New York, how many employees do you now have across the whole company? How many are up there in New York? We have 350 employees across the two geographic regions and three, around 300 of the employees exist in New York and 50 in the Durham. Now, I heard you all, when you all announced uh, a pretty large job expansion here in Durham, uh, North Carolina, just down the road. So thank you for doing that. How, is, how has all of this affected the, the plans to open up the office here in Durham? Yeah, so I think it's, it's been interesting because we've been situated in a, a co-working space while we're building our office at 555 Bangum. And... What's interesting is hiring can still happen thanks to leveraging technology. And there are some pros to it because scheduling isn't as difficult when you're trying to find rooms <laughs> to coordinate, to conduct the interviews and availability from interviewers and availability through candidates. We don't have to do one full sweep of interviews. So there's some flexibility there and tactically on the, on the hiring side, I think, more broadly, it's, you know, at least we have a presence in Durham now. We've had quite a few people transfer 
to the office from our New York location. So that helps to embed some of um, what we built already at Policy Genius and make sure that that's um, fluid. I think it's just unfortunate that we were not able to be there um, traveling back and forth and um, building more of our physical in-person presence. But that's also, it's a little bit different because the circumstances dictate for everyone to be virtual. So it feels less of um, our being an outlier in this instance and then just trying to adapt. So thankfully we've been, we've built enough of a presence there where we can continue to um, hire and we're hiring full force in both locations. We um, expect to double this year still from where we started. So we could be 600 people by the end of this year across both locations, which is super exciting. We just need to, there may be some impact in our office build out because of delays when it comes to supply chain. And, but we're trying to move full force as much as we, as we can, um, despite the circumstances. And then who knows when we'll actually be able to move into physically be in an office together again anyway. Yeah, and, and invite everyone to, to actually come into the office. Well, so you're at 350 now, you know, 250 jobs to fill over the next few months. Sounds like a, a daunting task. You mentioned it's gotten easier in some ways to recruit. Do you mind sharing, like, what tools are you all using to kind of bring your recruiting virtual? Yeah, so we, one, we've, we're working with um, a recruiting partner to help us um, get massive spread at the top of the funnel for our candidates just to make sure we're canvassing all channels. So we work with Hub Recruiting as our partner for top of the funnel for candidates. And then um, we've got a pretty massive hire like a recruiting team stacked against hiring needs in our Durham office. So um, they're just going full force. We've also standardized a lot of our recruiting process to make it um, easier and more predictable and have tried to make sure that we're creating a great quality candidate experience for everyone while still trying to be mindful of everyone's time amidst, especially amidst um, COVID. Yeah. Productivity just takes a hit um, more broadly across the board for everyone, including our candidates. So we want to make sure we're um, being mindful of those circumstances as well. And how big is the recruiting team here in Durham? What's that makeup like? So our recruiting team's virtual and we've got we've got a recruiting business partner and a recruiting coordinator based in Durham. And then the rest of our recruiting team, which is around 10 people, sits in New York, but we travel we used to travel back and forth and now we're just um, traveling virtually through Zoom. <laughs> it's perfect. We gotta find a way to make it work. So that's that's really exciting to hear. Well, you know, I'd just be curious, you've got that many jobs to open, to fill. What what are the types of people that you all are are looking for? What types of jobs um, are these? Across the board, we are hiring. I would say um, the hires that are most critical for us are on our customer-facing teams. So for um, property and casualty, our case management team needs to grow significantly. We're looking for um, some management folks too to help lead those teams. And on the life insurance side, we would love more sales people. So our inside sales folks. Um, In an ideal world, we'd have licensed folks, but we're also investing in entry level jobs 
for um, folks who aren't licensed. So we're we're really looking across the board though. Our our customer facing teams span everything from inside sales to customer experience and customer success and case management. So both of those verticals are in need of more more talent. And then we are looking to start building out our engineering function in Durham too. And um, we're in the initial phases there of what that can look like. So we're looking to invest in a leader to sit in Durham first. And then on the internal function side across uh, finance and the people team, and we're looking to scale up there too. So we have more people on the ground and supporting the growing needs of the team there. And and we're also looking for a VP of property and casualty operations to um, be our first executive hire in Durham. So um, that's very exciting for me too, to have some leadership presence and somebody who has an understanding of the, the area a little bit more than the current executive team. Yeah. I mean, it's really exciting times for you all. And, and I'm sure all things with COVID have just added to all the complexity you'll have to deal with, but it sounds like you're all handling it pretty well. So really looking forward to seeing where you all go over these next few months. So to go ahead and wrap us up here, what's, what's life like outside of work in this post-COVID world for you? Oh, it used to be very, it used to be somewhat different. I, I you know, this is where we can really thank technology. What I, I don't know what we'd be doing um, <laughs> if we didn't have um, technology to serve us. So I enjoy being active. You love travel. <laughs> so right now that looks a little bit different, but I've been um, trying to connect with my friends who are situated around the globe to experience some type of other worldly aspects and I like spending time with loved ones so that speaks to what I just mentioned earlier and I love to um, exercise my form of being able to unwind and not focus on anything else but somebody telling me what to do so I like group fitness so I'm very thankful for live stream workout platforms so they, they have been my saving grace and then I have a dog and he hasn't barked which is really odd throughout this this chat, but I try to spend um, as much time with him and it's been quite therapeutic having him here and around. He is wondering why I spend all of my time at home and I keep talking while he's trying to nap, but we're working through it. <laughs> that's, that's great. And the dog walked through before this interview started and the dog's adorable. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, what's, last question here, what's, uh, what is one piece of advice you'd give your 20 year old self? Oh man, just one piece. I'm going to like try to encompass everything. I would say ooh, there, there, there are two versions. I would say one is the tough love version of me, which is stop waiting and giving power to others and looking to them for validation to tell me what I should do based on what's important to them versus what's important to me. The nurturing side of me, which is probably more of what needs to come out especially in these times is it's going to be okay, Cindy, you'll figure things out. Just take time to understand and give yourself permission and to follow what's important to you and what gives you energy and to ask for help um, when you need it. I think those are, I'm still learning as I go and I, I would love to have um, known what I know now when I was 
20, 20 years old. Yeah. <laughs> Great to hear. And, you know, for everyone sitting at home, wondering when we're going to get through all this, just remember this too is going to pass. We're going to get through this together. So Sydney, thanks yes. so much for being on the show. It's been a pleasure having you. Again, everyone, this is Sydney Gordon, the Chief People Officer at Policy Genius. They've got to hire almost 250 people over the next few months, hiring in New York and in Durham, North Carolina. Sydney, thanks so much for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. It was nice chatting with you.